as hell and I wanna get ill So I go to a place where my homeboys chill Fellas out there trying to make that dollar I pulled up in the 6-4 Alright everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Bored as Hell podcast. I am Adam McDonald with Big Shiny Robot. And I am Andy Wilson, also a Big Shiny Robot. And we've only got one movie for you this week. Uh, it's Arrival. Not The Arrival, just Arrival. Yeah, um, not to be confused with the 90s movie of the same name. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's kind of funny because we were, you know, we're, we're prepping before we start the show, and uh, Andy was like, I think it's going to be a short show. And I was like, yeah, there's there's a lot to say, but I think it's going to go by pretty fast. Before we go any further, let's just talk about it really fast. Uh, I'm going to give you a very, very brief synopsis. Uh, the reason being is it's better to go into this movie knowing as little as possible, because... Yeah. It's expl- it's going to explain itself and reveal things as time goes on, uh, but you know the essential story is that aliens have made contact with Earth. There are these twelve shell-shaped, huge skyscraper-sized spaceships that have landed or hover are hovering now um, all over the world. Uh, there's one in the U.S. There's one in Siberia. One in the middle of the ocean, up by China. They're not really there for any strategic reason, as far as we can tell. But everyone's freaking out and trying to figure out are they here to help us to harm us is this an invasion what's going on Forrest Whitaker plays Colonel Weber who is kind of the government liaison in this situation uh, he goes out and he hires uh, Dr. Louise Banks who's played by Amy Adams who is a cunning linguist and she's a teacher and she's you know they hire her because they need someone to come in meet the aliens and decipher their language because they're speaking to us uh, and they're writing to us in ways that we don't understand. And it's her job, along with Dr. Ian Donnelly, played by Jeremy Renner, to figure out what's going on. Are the aliens here to harm us? Uh, can they figure it out in time before the world goes crazy? We attack them, they attack us. And that's about all you need to know, because the whole point of this movie is to figure out what's going on. And there's actually a pretty important message toward the end. Um, but I've rambled on a bit, Andy. What do you think? Yeah, no, I mean, this is this is kind of that classic trope. Aliens appear, and what happens is actually going to reflect more on humanity. And this movie is about us and our reaction to the aliens as much as it is about the aliens themselves. And I, I agree with you, this is one of those movies that the less you know, the better. But the, the good thing about this is this movie doesn't, jerk you around or tease you a lot for people who complain like oh they never get to see the alien and like uh like cloverfield or like contact or something like that um you get to see everything you get to hear everything but and and pretty fast too it's not like a last minute reveal it's within the first half hour oh yeah It, it it moves along very deliberately because the point of this movie is not crazy alien design or uh, anything like that it is about humanity it is about how we communicate and it is about uh, our our concept of communication it's about time and space and and sort of philosophical ethical questions about how how do we communicate with one another how do we how do we miscommunicate with each other, which which is probably the more important question. And um, I, I just, I can't say enough great things about this movie. The, the director, Denis Villeneuve, who also brought us uh, Prisoners and Sicario, 
like this guy knows how to build tension. Like, yeah. So all of us else out there, all, everyone who's worried about the Blade Runner sequel, it's in good hands. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I mean, I don't really like the idea of doing a Blade Runner sequel, but this guy, he, if if anyone can pull it off, I'm I'm not as worried about it then. But yeah, he he brings this really great pacing to this movie and um and it is intense and it is thoughtful it is very rare that i leave a movie feeling like the film was smarter and deeper than i am (laughs) yeah and this movie was a lot smarter and a lot deeper than i am and (laughs) uh bears repeat viewings um so that being said i think if one downfall might be this movie expects a lot out of you. You really got to pay attention. Mm-hmm. You really have to come in with an open mind and an open heart and be ready to expand your thoughts. And if you're not willing to do that, and if you're not willing to keep up with the movie, uh, you're going to walk out of there being like, well, that didn't make any sense. Like, that that was dumb. That was stupid. Again, the the movie presents this beautiful Rorschach test of humanity, and if you're willing to to come at this uh, in the right way, I think you're really going to enjoy it. And the message here could not be more appropriate for, frankly, what, what's been going on in the last week. And mm-hmm. um, oh, I, you know, hundred percent, yeah. This is not a political podcast, although we, we don't shy away from the political very often. When when I walked out of this, I'm like, I saw this on Monday, and then the election happened on Tuesday, and I'm like, regardless of what happens tomorrow, we are going to have to learn to talk with one another, and communicate with one another, and speak each other's language. And it's frankly something that we have not done a good job of in the last two years in in this endless political cycle in what feels like this has been going on for a decade even and so i think this is very important and i hope that everyone will walk out of this thoughtfully about how we as humanity can come together to solve problems because that's that's ultimately what this is about so it's weird that like oh an alien invasion movie uh, <laughs> delivers this this perfect social commentary, but that's like exactly what alien invasion movies have done for decades and decades back to the day the Earth stood still. Yeah, and when we walk out of the movie theater after a screening, the the studio reps are always there, and their their first question is, you know, what'd you think? You know, give us a you know give us your thoughts. There have been very, very few movies that I walked out of that I was left speechless, where I couldn't, at that moment in time, rationally put a thought together that would explain what I just saw, because it was such an incredible experience. And that's what Arrival did. Uh, I think I just ended up saying something stupid, like it was mind-blowing, because I had nothing I could put into words. What I love so much, and you mentioned that you have to kind of go in with an open mind and expecting to kind of figure things out, because it can be confusing... I do give a lot of props to to this movie because it doesn't spoon feed you anything. It fully it treats you like nope. an adult. It treat expects you to be intelligent and figure things out as they go. And it's very rare 
that you can get a movie like this without it feeling like it's pretentious and over the top. Uh, it's a very, it's very humble. And in fact, like you mentioned with the election, that you know it, t- it talks about the importance of communication and why we need to open boundaries. Um, and, and there's a very, very important scene in the movie that literally lays that out. And you know, we'll, we'll say some bad things were stopped from happening because of open communication. And yeah, I, I the more I thought about it, it's it left me with a really indelible feeling of hope, which. Like you mentioned, you know, it's been a bit of a week, and maybe some people aren't excited about how the election turned out, and some people could be really scared. I mean, I've I've seen and witnessed and heard some things that uh, I'm not cool with. Um, I've said some things I'm not proud of, and I've you know I've apologized for them. I think there's a lot of people right now who are either acting out of fear or acting to cause fear, and the point of this movie is that we can't do that. And when we're the most afraid, is when we most need to reach out. Uh, it. Yeah, it, it's very methodically paced. Uh, it's not boring by any means, uh, but it's it, it, it lays its plans out and then fulfills them. It never feels like it blogs down, though, or bogs down. Uh, it was a two-hour movie. You know, I looked at my watch, and I was like, holy crap, it's, it's over. Like When I got out, I couldn't believe it had been two hours. I mean, everyone's great. Amy Adams gives a wonderfully... Um, very almost subdued performance. I mean, she's going through a lot. I mean, you you learn at the beginning of the movie that she lost her her only child to uh, cancer at a at a young age, and she's you know dealing with that grief and kind of reeling from that when all this happens. And this helps her kind of put more meaning into her life and shows her what's coming ahead and what's possible with humanity. And yeah, the I mean, Jeremy Renner kind of was a placeholder. He didn't really do much. Uh, Forrest Whitaker was okay, but this is really Amy Adams' film. She she carries it by herself, does a tremendous job. I wouldn't be surprised if we see her name popping up as award season comes on. As much as I've had fun with other movies like Doctor Strange and Deadpool and you know the, the popcorn films, this is the first one I've seen all year that I really well second one aside from a couple I saw at Sundance that really stand as what I would consider one of the best movies of the year. There's a lot to come still because you know a lot of them haven't come out, but I'll be very, very surprised if this doesn't make my top five in two months. Yeah, I, I mean, I have very popcorn tastes and sensibilities, and you know, my favorite movies of the year have been Kubo and the Two Strings and Captain America: Civil yeah. War. Uh, but this is right up there, and uh, I just I can't recommend it enough. Um, it, so I'm at a 9.5 with this, and again, the only thing that I could knock it off for is that I think that there are certain portions of the audience that won't be able to get it and might get frustrated by it. And and if if that's the case, well, you're probably not listening to a movie podcast. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, but... you never know. I mean, there's there's a friend of ours who I, I, I'm pretty sure listens. I hope you listen. If not, I will find you. Uh, who, who last night had posted on Facebook that, you know, he went and saw it. He was really disappointed because he felt it didn't make sense and it kind of dragged. And uh, I think the people who went in and maybe were expecting something different, you know, like you mentioned, I, I thankfully only have had seen before I saw, uh, went in, like I think one TV spot. So I really didn't know anything about it. And then I went and, you know, afterwards watched the trailers because I wanted to see, you know, how they presented the film. I, again, it's, it, we've had this problem this year of almost bad marketing because the trailer almost makes it seem it's a bit more like action-packed or intense than it is and it's definitely an intense movie so don't get me wrong there but it's not like an this isn't independence day this is more in line with close encounters of the third kind contact 
Yeah. Uh, you know, the more cerebral, uh, you know, 2001 Space Odyssey. It, it's that yep. kind of movie. It's not a blow em up, welcome to Earth type thing. So yep. if you go in expecting that, you're probably not going to like it. But if you want something that's really going to make you think, and it, it does have a very ambiguous ending, which I'm actually a big fan of. I like being able to go out afterwards and kind of figure out everything that happened. And especially when you figure out what's really going on, it begs repeat viewings because now you're going to go back and see it with a fresh set of eyes to where you understand everything that's happening and where things are going. Um, so if you're a fan of that, you'll like it. it. Basically, if you saw the movie Inception and when he spins the top at the end and you can't tell if it's going to fall or not and it fades to black, if you loved that and you're like, yes, I want to go talk about this, this movie's right up your alley. If you saw that and you're like, F that, that isn't, that's stupid, probably not going to like it. But yeah, it's a very yeah. thinky movie. Uh, it's... It's absolutely fantastic. I, I, I don't think I've ever done two weeks in a row at a ten, but uh, this is definitely a ten. As far as I'm concerned, so far it is the best movie of the year. Uh, there's a lot more to come. Uh, I'm especially excited to see things like La La Land. Uh, I just got my screener for Birth of a Nation, which I know there's been some controversy uh, about, but it's it, it's being held as a great film, so I still want to see it. But again, I'd be very very surprised if come next year I'm not like, hey, this is like my best movie of the year or top two or three. The only thing that I would say is I think that there are some movies that are slightly better. I I personally thought that Midnight Special was just the tiniest smidge better than this, only because I felt it was a little bit more palatable and universal of a film that because it really echoed those kind of 80s sci-fi oh, yeah. kid, kid-centric movies of, of the past. And... Uh, so I would, I think that there are just a couple of things that are slightly better. Uh, I think I was trying to make out my top five, and this is probably sitting at number six right now. Mm-hmm. So it's it's still there. It's still very, very good. Uh, and the best thing in, in theaters right now, in my opinion. Uh, and, and the best thing for what ails us. I mean... My my mom was like, I need something to take my mind off of things, and <laughs> uh, and and we'd just gotten our digital copies of of Kubo and the Two Strings and Hell or High Water, and I'm like, well, oh, go, I still that one. Go, go watch Kubo, and it's a kids movie, and you should watch it when the um you know when my kids come over the next time, uh, or you can watch Hell and High Water, and then she like messaged me back an hour later she's like i had to turn that off it reminded me too much of trump voters and i'm like <laughs> yes exactly right i mean it shows you the the lengths of desperation that that people are going to in small town america to try and save their way of life and she's like yeah i'm, I'm not having anything with it and i'm like no it, it, like now is the time to watch hell or high water and have that sympathy for people and understand just how desperate people are and and uh that was one of the things that i came out of that movie thinking and and so like go see go see arrival and think about how it is that we communicate with each other i think that is a very important lesson and it's something that regardless of who the president is you know at this point f who the president is it doesn't matter we need to within our own communities within our own spheres of influence hunker down and start being nice to each other god damn it 
Mm-hmm, and, yeah. um, and, and I, I think by doing that, um, we will, we can overcome uh, a lot of, uh, a lot of this coarseness and a lot of these bad feelings. And, um, and, and I think that that is one of the great messages of Arrival and the way that, uh, you know, there, this is a, a semi-spoiler, but not really that like far into the movie, all of the nations who are working, uh, on trying to communicate with the aliens in their places, they, they all stop talking to each other. And that's when bad things start start happening. And that is absolutely emblematic of everything that's going on in our society. When we mm-hmm. stop when we stop talking to one another, when we stop being willing to listen, then we are going to jump to false conclusions. And we need to allow other people to communicate in messy ways with us. Your, your thoughts may not be fully formed. You might not use what I consider to be the right words. You might express something very coarsely, but you're very emotional about it. Um, geez, I've seen a lot of that from all sides of the political spectrum this week. People saying things that are very emotional, but they're using the words that seem most right to them. And even if it might be offensive to me, I need to understand where you are coming from. And that's at the heart of this movie. And it's it's just such an important message. And I hope that we can all rise above all of this. Yeah, no, it's, you said it better than I could. This is, it's almost funny how, Maybe they they chose to release this movie the the week they did in anticipation of what happened. I, I think, or either which way, because I'm sure if if you know, let's say Hillary had won, oh yeah, you know, oh it would have been even worse in some ways. Yeah. So because, it's, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. No, it would have been worse in in so many other ways because the people who felt desperate and alone would have felt even more desperate and unalone and unheard and unrepresented and. God knows how how bad it could have gotten. It's in this way, um, you know. Maybe we can all learn to come together and rethink our entire paradigm. That maybe it doesn't matter who we put in charge of our political institutions. Maybe it matters more how we organize our own communities. And uh, and and that seems to be the the more important thing moving forward. Yeah. So yeah, that that'll actually take us to the end of this week. I mean, it was one movie, but like I said, there was there was a lot to say about it. A lot to uh, say about it. Yeah. Please, please go see this. Uh, but walk in knowing what to expect. Uh, and again, if everyone I've known who who has seen this, uh, some even multiple times, I've only had again the one person who. Just didn't really like it, but yeah, I think they went in with the wrong state of mind. So uh, it's it's a fantastic movie. It's very very well done, uh, and also perfectly applicable for uh, kind of what's going on in life right now. So, but yeah, so next week a little bit lighter fare. Uh, we've got first of all the Harry Potter prequel, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, which uh, kind of takes place years and years before the Harry Potter stories and and America as opposed to Britain. We also have Bleed for This, uh, the movie that has my favorite actor in the world, Miles Teller, in it as a uh, boxer who gets in a car accident 
and has to learn how to box again. And finally, The Edge of Seventeen, which I've only seen like one or two things about. Looks kind of like a coming-of-age, teenager-y, Juno-type movie, but I heard good things. So we'll be back here next week to talk about those. But until then, hail Satan and have a lovely afternoon. Scored a key, he's gonna 